1: And deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship of Prof G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prof G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hello there everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of on to the next one the matchmaking caps are back on following a pretty fun UFC Paris event the crowd was on fire in anticipation for the return to France for the ultimate fighting championship french fighters for the most part came through in a big way including the final 3 fights we have a new contender at 155 We have a potential title challenger at 125, and a former interim heavyweight champion bounces back in a big way in the main event. But thank you for joining us this week. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, the co host, the co matchmaker, the prince of positivity. The man has been sniffing out doo doo all day. He is my best friend, Alexander Kaylee. What's up, buddy?
4: Bonjour. Bonjour, Michael. Uh, Great card. (laughs) Great card, uh yeah, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun this is This is why you know we always harp on like apex cards, you know, which is not to say again that there haven't been really good apex cards and there haven't been you know somewhat uh lacking cards you know where they actually travel it, it it's i'm I'm sure you can find examples of both, but it does feel like you only get these really, really special moments when you go to a place like Paris and you have a bunch of french based fighters uh competing on the card when they do well. It was a clean sweep. We're, pret- we're pretending the Zara Faren fight didn't happen. I don't think anyone has an issue with this. Uh clean sweep for the French fighters. Uh and I mean, and then counting, I guess, uh Giannis, Giannis Gamori, who, you know, that was French on that was French on French crime, him him and William Gomez. So uh yeah, a clean sweep. Great stuff. UFC should be thrilled. Uh France should be thrilled. This this I think this is a uh I don't want to say a banner night. But another strong night in the continued development of the pro MMA scene in uh in France, which of course was, you know, was it was banned in the country for the longest time, but now it is up and it is lively and is kicking. Uh Silicon looked great, Manon Fierco looked great, uh Benoit Saint-Denis. It it was uh it was a really fun night. It, and a pretty enjoyable card to watch. I thought it was even though the prelims there's no big finishes, the the fights for the most part were entertaining or eventful or at least controversial, at least worth talking about. We had two women's bantamweight fights. Uh, well one was a catch weight, but you know
3: what I mean. Essentially two
4: women's bantamweight fights. What more could you ask for, right?
3: I mean there's one finish in the prelims, which we'll talk there's about one. that gentleman. Yes. Well, I have a I have a, lot a, a feeling. Of are. I have a feeling a lot his of name are. will be coming up on the program, but this just going back to the crowd real quick before we get into the picks. Like I saw some like London people on Twitter being like, Calm down on the crowd thing. We we are the best crowd. <laughs> no you're not. No you're not. This this Paris crowd is the best crowd the UFC has had in the last three years. This is better than any of the London cards since the post pandemic. This was, I don't know. This is the, this is not the greatest crowd in the history of the sport. Um, but in the post pandemic era of the UFC, this was the best crowd, like even better than and last year was probably the crowd of the year Paris over the two, over the London cards. This one is not even a conversation right like we're not even having a discussion right now between what happened in March what happened in July in London compared to what happened yesterday in Paris this crowd was incredible
4: but you know what mike i'm glad that the london fans are chiming in cuz this is the kind of rivalry like fan rivalry i can respect you should be you should be standing up for your country you should be saying like no we're the best we're... this is what you want again you want you want Fr- france the french fans to say they're the best you want the english fans to say they're the best you want the irish i mean irish fans i'm sure are going to chime in and say whoa both of you step back if they ever come back to dublin you know we're gonna make this place seem like the freaking apex uh this is this is good again this is a good thing for the ufc to have, have this kind to have fans so eagerly stepping forward and saying that uh, that we are the best fans we are the loudest fan base uh nothing positive signs so hey us step it up step it up nashville step it up <laughs> fairfax greensboro <laughs> vegas i don't know I, maybe, yeah well yeah t-mobile some, T-Mobile, t-mobile september not, 16th not, yeah not always the not always the Maybe you know it depends what what cards they get so step it up guys step it up us
3: well let's get into this let's start with cyril gone who bounces back this fight went exactly the way i thought it was gonna go except <laughs> that cyril gone finished him in the second round instead of the first round uh this is the cyril gone show sergey spivak like I wasn't sure because there were some people out there that are very confident that Sergey Spivak was going to be able to take him down and just tap yeah, him. Yeah, that he and you know being, why, yeah, yeah, you know why. Which I didn't understand because, like, oh, he's a, this whole notion that he's like a terrible defensive grappler because he got ragdolled by arguably the best fighter to ever fight in John Jones, who is one of the best grapplers pound for pound to compete in the sport, and to compare Sergey Spivak taking down Derek Lewis. To John Jones taking down anybody was a bit egregious to me, but you could kind of see it on Sergey Spivak's face as he stepped into the octagon. He wasn't looking very confident, and then as soon as Cyril Gon sort of muscled out of that first takedown and just sort of fell on top of Sergey Spivak in a sprawl like position, the look on Sergey Spivak's face told it all. It's just a matter of time before I get taken out of here, and Cyril Gon did did not disappoint. And when Cyril fights in in Paris, the way he like throws punches in the finishing sequences of fights are the best. This is so video gameish, and I kind of laughed at some of these pun. Like he was, it was like he was throwing baseballs at Sergey Spivak without actually releasing the baseball. But Cyril Gaon bounces back. Nice performance. Eight minutes and forty four seconds. The man is back in the win call. Make. this seems very obvious what we're doing here, but maybe. Maybe you're thinking a little bit outside of the box. Are we doing? Are we since we have a fan rivalry between London and Paris? <laughs> shall we? Shall we mesh this all together and do fight night main event? London hero Tom Aspinall versus Paris main event hero Cyril Gahn? Or are you looking at this in a different way?
4: Before I get to that, let me say uh, your great point about Cyril Gahn punching just a little bit harder in front of, in front of his home crowd. We saw that in the the to Evasa fight. We kind of saw a side of that we'd never seen before and i guess it only comes out when he's fighting uh, in his home country and the other thing was and i tweeted this i said this to you guys on slack it it is rude that uh cito can avoid spivak's counters just by moving out of the way uh, (laughs) a counter to the takedowns. uh it was not to say he did he did kind of get grabbed once and then show some really good you know like balance but essentially if you watch how he avoided most of those takedown attempts he's really fast really athletic and spivak I don't know if you if you had them like like you know just a, like did a drill and you gave Spivak like and no punching not fighting punching it was just testing Ceolo's like takedown defense and you gave Spivak like 10 minutes to try and just take down Ceolo gone uh I'm not I don't know if he could I honestly don't know if he could. He's, I think he would get tired uh after a few takedown attempts it was it's rude that kind of takedown defense is rude and again it didn't work against John Jones because John Jones is also super athletic and uh, I'd say a better wrestler than Sergei Spivak and it didn't work against Francis because Francis guess what is also pretty damn athletic even with like even hampered by a knee injury very 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 athletic so Spivak unfortunately it does not fall in our plus athlete category and uh, that played out uh in practice yeah like, Tom Aspinall Tom Aspinall it's the, it's the way to go let's go let's go let's do the rap let's let's yeah let's settle it for the fans let them represent their their peoples uh Tom Aspinall wants it I assume Celogan wants it he didn't I don't know if he mentioned it after the the fight, right? I think they asked him uh Tom Aspinall and they tried to get it out of him. He was just kinda like, whoever's next, right? He didn't say Tom Aspinall, right?
3: Yeah. I mean he, he I mean Bisbang was like, here, see that man right there? Yes. That's Tom Aspinall. He's yeah. here to watch this fight. And what do you think about this whole thing? And it was basically just you know, well, if it gets me closer to the title, then okay. But I mean that's that's basically what it what, yeah. what his response is. Post fight press conference, he said. I know he called out my name, but that's perfectly normal in his position. He wants to go up the rankings, but me too, you know what I mean? So I did I made a mistake. It was my first real mistake unfortunately, and the people were a little bit hard with me. It was a little bit painful, but tonight I proved with all the pressure I can have, I did very great and I proved it and I want to go back to the bell for sure. It's a new era for heavyweight. and if you have some big movement, we're waiting for the big title with the two goats, maybe they're going to retire. So for me, the good way is to go back, see how everything plays out. It was my mission tonight to shine to prove I'm still here. And I want to go back to the belt. So we will see. We will see for the moment. So essentially a no sell from Cyril God of Tommy Aspinall.
4: Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. And and that is not, I don't think he doesn't want to fight Tom Aspinall. I think he's just keeping his options open. And Cheadle's not really, maybe he has in the past. I really don't see him as the type to want to overcommit himself to any matchup. I, I, I'm, I can't speak for him or his team, but I'm very confident that if they sent the contract for Tom Aspinall, he would happily sign it. I don't think there's any big issue there. Um, and before anyone asks, yes, Tom Aspinall is someone we consider a plus athlete and a great grappler, so uh, not a great matchup for Gon, but hasn't been signed yet. We don't need to make any any predictions like that, um, but uh, I'm sure people are wondering how, who we are, who would favor in that matchup, Mike, and I'm pretty pre- leaning pretty strongly towards uh, Tommy Aspinall.
3: Yeah. I wonder if, if Gan just feels like he's fighting, like that's a backstep for him. You know what I mean? Cause he's ranked number two in the UFC heavyweight division. Mm-hmm. Most of our rankings he's ranked ahead of Tom Aspinall, even if it's by like a spot, of course, there's always one who has Tom Aspinall. Jed Mishu will, I mean, I usually like to keep the rankings a secret, but Jed will, if I said one person, in our rankings panel put Tom Aspinall as the number one heavyweight in the world. It's an easy guess on who that would be. <laughs> um, and I would favor Tom Aspinall pretty heavily in that fight. So mm-hmm. if I'm Cyril, like if that's the fight they offer, you kind of don't have a choice but to take it. But if there's a different direction to go, I think if you're Cyril gone, you're hoping that they throw Tom Aspinall in there with like Sergey Pavlovich instead, and then you can kind of pick up the pieces from there. But yeah, and
4: I think Aspinall's mentioned. Like he's mentioned a a bunch of guys at heavyweight. So it's not like Aspinall's tied into the gone fight. But I think after last night, if I'm Tommy Aspinall, that's the one I'm angling for. Because like you said, Mike, uh, gone has that top five number next to his name. And I don't know if he has any choice but to fight backwards unless he's waiting to see what happens with Steve Bay and John Jones. If if that's going to end up um, with both guys, you know, retiring and and leaving a vacant title. But that's a lot to wait for. That's a lot to wait for. If you're gone, I think you have to start thinking about your next opponent uh, right away. And again, if neither Miocic or John Jones retires, you're probably not getting uh, the next title fight anyway. So he's going to have to take a, a non-title fight next, I think.
3: If, yeah, if I'm gone, I'm calling off Sergei Pavlovich. Just go all in on that matchup because that fight's going to play out on the feet and Cyril can can kind of grind it out on the feet with anybody. So yep. that, would, that would actually be a pretty good fight for Cyril. I think it's a better matchup for him than Tom Aspinall is, but ultimately... We're not going to do friends forever here because it's pretty obvious. And I think like every single submission that I got outside of like one or two was for this fight. So, yeah, yep. Gon versus Aspinall seems to be the way to go. And I want to see it. I want to see if Tom Aspinall can beat Cyril Gon. And not only that, I want to see if Tom Aspinall can take out Cyril Gon like he has to everybody else. And if he does, it's no longer about, oh, this guy a really high ceiling. It's this dude's going to be a champion in my eyes. So... Good performance from Cyril. Great bounce back. Good matchmaking from the UFC to get him back over. They did a great job with both these guys. We'll see what happens from here. We move on to the flyweight division, AK Manon Fioro defeats Rose Namajunas. She spoils the flyweight debut. I thought it was a clear win for Manon. I thought she just looked so much bigger in there. It was revealed that Rose broke her hand in this fight. Broke it pretty quickly. If you saw the photos, they are pretty nasty of the hand injury. And she just had a hard time kind of getting going. But it, it turns out she just kind of battled through it. It was a competitive fight. It's not like Manning blew the doors off of her. And two of the judges gave the third round to Rose. And I have no issue with that. So Manning gets the win. Still undefeated in the UFC. Her and Aaron Blanchfield both 6-0 and inside the octagon. This is not as clear-cut as I was hoping this was going to be. So here's what I went with. We have the title fight coming up September 16th, a rematch between Alexa Grasso and Valentina Shevchenko. I have changed course a little bit based on this performance and sort of going back and rewatching the Aaron Blanchfield fight this morning. If Alexa Grasso wins, Blanchfield's fighting for the title. She has done enough. And I, if you want to make the, the case that Fioro's resume is better than Blanchfield's. I don't think you're wrong. I really don't think you're wrong. However, I think Blanchfield beating Tyler Santos outweighs anything else that has been done between the two. So if Valentina regains the belt, my push is for the trilogy with Alexa Grasso. I think the UFC will go that route. They'll just go right back to it. And then we will do Aaron Blanchfield versus Manon Fioro for the number one contender. Like we'll just have him fight it out. If Grasso wins. We do Blanchfield versus Grasso, and we do Mannon Fiora versus Tyler Santos. That's, that's where, where I'm going with this. It sucks for Manon. If you want to do Manon versus Macy Barber, you know, I talked about that as a possibility for Blanchfield if, if Rose had won this fight. If you want to do that fight, like, I'm cool with that too, but I kind of want to see what Manon does against Tyler Santos. She talked a lot of crap about that performance, and the way I see it is, hey, if you didn't like it, do better. Do better. And we'll see if she can. So that's where I'm at right now. There's really no no point to be had. But yeah, Shevchenko wins. We'll do the Blanchfield fight. I'm cool with it. Grasso wins. Fiora fights T- Tyler Santos. Your thoughts?
4: Yeah, this this stuff has to shake out, right? We, we have stuff that has to shake out. The Shevchenko-Grasso rematch is coming up soon. It is so pivotal to what is next for the top of the division. I went a little crystal ball-y here. Um so I am calling a Shevchenko win for one. I am calling a Shevchenko win over Grasso. I think she's I just think I still think Val's a better fighter. I don't think we're she's past her prime. Or if she is, it's like barely past her prime. Um and this is oh, and none of this is to say Grasso got lucky or anything or beat like I think she beat the best version of Valentine she could beat that night. I think Grasso was incredible that night. She talked about drilling the sequence that, you know, won her the fight that led to the choke. So she beat her that night. She was a better fighter. I think if you run it back like 10 times, I think Valentina wins more than not. I would go like, if they did a 10 fight series, which is never, would never ever happen in May, I'd give Valentina like seven wins. I think she wins seven times uh, out of 10. I could be wrong. This this uh, rematch is, is could, will completely change my perspective on it, obviously. Uh, but I am predicting Shevchenko to win grasso will not get an immediate rematch so i think then that will lead to fio versus Valentina shevchenko that is what i'm going with shevchenko wins menon gets the title fight and then grasso is going to end up having to fight aaron blanchfield somehow unfortunately so i'm kind of calling to i know i know i might never get back to that title again if blanchfield's in the way um but that's i just sense something like that happening not a super super happy uh sequence of events depending who you're a fan of but i just appeared in my crystal ball mike and this is
3: what uh, came out of the mists maybe the more interesting question of all this is where rose namayunas goes aka right hand injury she's probably gonna be out for a minute um maybe she stays at 125 maybe she goes back to 115 she's in a tough spot at 115 however she does hold two wins Including a nasty knockout win over the current champion Zhang Wei Lee, so maybe Zhang wants to maybe Zhang could look in that direction at some point and be like, "Hey, she beat me twice, I want to get one of these back, and I'm the champ now, so I call the damn shots mister but it it's kind of I don't know where she's gonna go man, so where are you where are you going with her following this fight? Does she go back to one fifteen? Does she stay at one twenty five What are you thinking for Rose Yunus
4: I think I don't think she should be done with 15. I was supportive of the move twenty 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 five. I still don't think it's terrible. Uh, I don't know if I agree with her reasons. Avoiding a weight cut always a good reason. No issue there. The fact that it seemed like she was just kind of bored with her options at 115, and understandably so, like two fights with Joanna, two fights with Jessica Andrade, two fights with Zhang. But because she had that two wins over Zhang, I wonder just for her career, would it have been more smarter to stay at 115? But if she was bored, she was bored. If she didn't feel like there was that challenge with 150 anymore, she didn't feel like there was that challenge. You can't judge her too harshly for it. We said Manon was probably just one of the worst matchups they could have given her. Very technical, very tricky, sizable, like a healthy flyweight. It wasn't a good matchup. And then, yes, uh, with Rose cut- injuring the hand, I mean, it was it just it, it gave her no chance. So I, I, I want to give her another chance at 125, but let's dial it back. Let's not even go ranked or at least not ranked in the uh, MA fighting rankings. I think the fighter I'm about to name might still be hanging around the fringes of the UFC's official rankings. This is a rematch. This is a rematch from the Ultimate Fighter 20 quarterfinals, Mike, which I'm sure you remember vividly, you and everyone else, back in 2014, where uh, Rose Navionis beat uh, Joanne then Calderwood to make the semifinals and eventually the finals of that season. Um, I don't see why this isn't a winnable fight for Rose now at 125, and I don't see, and uh, you know, JoJo would probably want a chance to get this one back. So, let's say Joanne now would versus Rose Navayunis too.
3: I, I'm trying to let my, I'm trying to wrap my brain around that. Mm. I uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I have to buy like scalper tickets outside that are way less than. <laughs> like the regular sale price Mm. i have to ponder that one i mean if they make it i don't
4: want to give her ranked another ranked opponent i don't think that's the way to go
3: this is very easy for me Mm -hmm. because we can go a number of different ways and this is not the first time that this pairing will come together and for those who are longtime listeners to the program i'm just going back to the well until i get it um the correct answer and it can be at 115 it can be at 125 do it at 1.30? I don't care. The correct answer is Rose Damiunas versus Jessica Andrade 3. Now, I understand for everyone's like, you're flinging doo-doo in your cars right now. Listen to this right now. I understand that Jessica is booked to fight Mackenzie Dern at UFC 295. That fight for this sake of this discussion means nothing. I don't care what happens at UFC 295. I don't care if Jessica Finishes Mackenzie Dern. I don't care if Mackenzie Dern beats it. Jessica Andrade. I don't care if they fight to a draw. Regardless of what happens at UFC 295, the next fight for both Jessica Andrade and Rose Namajunas will be against each other. It's one one. Let's settle this thing. Let's do it now. Is the time. Then we could. You could still say, "Oh, I'm a flyweight. I got a flyweight win. Do it at 125, or you can just do it at 150. Who cares? This is the fight to make. Sometime first quarter." Twenty twenty four. It wouldn't surprise me. It. Mike,
4: I, I, I get where your head's at. It wouldn't surprise me. But again, part of the reason she left one fifteen, I feel like, was to avoid all these rematches. So if you're Rose, I mean you probably don't say no, but it's I don't think that's a third I don't think that's a fight that she's thinking about or would particularly want, especially considering how much damage she took in those first two fights, right?
3: Yeah, but has she watched what happened to Jessica Andrade? She's getting melted by everybody. She's taking all these like horrible fights yeah. that make no sense. She's getting run over by everybody. Now she's fighting Mackenzie Dern in a stylistic, not ideal fight once again. Jessica, what's this will be her fifth fight, right? This is fight five?
4: This year, I think, yeah.
3: I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm still going with it until I see it. I have to see this rivalry. Resolved once and for all. So, but whatever Rose wants to do, maybe she wants to hang on the farm for a little bit, and that's fine. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is
0: the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
1: And deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Profit G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Let's go to the other star of this card. His name is Benoit saint Wow. And took on Tiago Moises. And this was kind of the people's main event. Everyone had this one circled on their cards. A lot of excitement around Benoit Santini, but lightweight is a juggernaut. It's the best division in the sport. It's the toughest division in the sport. And until you get, like, a top 25 win, can we really get excited for you? And I put Tiago Moises as, like, a top 20-ish guy. Yep. And, boy, the physicality of Benoit Santini. He's a monster in this weight class. Tiago Moises looks like a bantamweight in there compared to Benoit Santini. Crazy first round. Santini looked great. He was putting the wood to Tiago Moises, battering him, busting him open. Tiago Moises was like, all right, F this. Put his foot on the gas. Things just got real fun. And then the second round was like, I I sense everything people are saying right now, that this is a fun fight. But to me, this isn't fun. To me, I'm just going to run this dude over. And that's exactly (laughs) what he did. Poor Tiago Moises had no chance in that second round. He bullied him
4: he bullied him he he literally like just said you know what? yeah you mentioned the physicality like i'm gonna muscle him up against the cage and just start punching him over and over and over and over and over again and i think the referee was like oh surely like Moises will will work out of this position at some point i was like oh no 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 Benoit while was just like i I am in control now i am in control you're gonna have to call this at some point i might not be getting a clean shot through he's not getting out of the situation
3: yeah, Benoit's having one of those mind conversations with the referee, Ooh. like, you better stop this. You better stop this. <laughs> I'm really hurt him. Yikes. This to me, um, outside of Syrogon Tommy Aspinall, even more so than Rose on Drudge 3 was the easiest pick for me on the entire card. UFC two ninety five, Madison Square Garden, Benoit Santini versus Matt Frivola. That's oh. it. That is the fight. Nothing else makes sense to me. Wait, do you hear that? Are, are we do I need to kill the music? Do you hear music? <laughs> Do you hear a countdown? Five, four, three, two, one. Friends,
2: Friends
3: forever. forever. Easy peasy, Damn. man, man.
4: It's that. Wasn't it that easy? I I didn't know it was so easy because it so took easy. me a while, but definitely landed on Matt Fravola. Um, that's just uh, when I when I updated the rankings. That's kind of they ended up around the same spot. I think they're only around two or three. Spots removed from each other. Favola picking up that huge win um over judober in his last fight. So I was thinking, yeah, Santini, I want an exciting matchup. I need a lightweight who's free. I want someone who's ahead of him in the rankings. Again, frivola technically is now. So that's where we landed. Okay, great. I feel good. When you were saying it was obvious, I'm like, whoa, did I miss? Like I thought I missed something. And I'm like, oh no, it was Matt vola all along.
3: It, oh yeah. It's definitely Matt Fervola. Do it. it on that card. Matt Favola oh. every day. Who's ready for MSG? Somebody fight me. I'm a ranked dude. Benoit and Benoit Santanisi are going to be like, all right, I'll fight you. <laughs> oh and boy. I want two just two just violent cats with beards just getting ready to fight in, in the world's most famous arena. That's a great like main card opener for that card. Just great stuff. I love that fight so nasty. much. Nasty. That's nasty. So then now we're going to... We go from lightweight to light heavyweight because... Vulcan Ozdemir cost a lot of MMA betters lots of money. Not because oh. <laughs> not because people bet against Vulcan Ozdemir, but most people who viewed this fight, myself included, was poor Bogdan is getting finishes on the regional scene. But he's not like fighting anybody good, and he's not looking spectacular doing it. So most people believed that Volkan would just go out and knock this dude out in the first round. And it seems like we're very close to getting that. Did Bogdan have a little bit of success? Did he land a couple of punches? Sure. And then Ozdemir badly hurts him. Looks like he's getting him out of there. He's just punching him over and over again. Looks like the ref might stop it, but the ref doesn't stop it. And then Ozdemir transitions. And AK, Volkan Ozdemir, by submission, happens in the first round. And the sound of collective tickets being torn up (laughs) it was like a snowstorm outside it was just ripped up betting slips on Ozdemir by first round knockout on the ground but this is easy work for Volkan Ozdemir the uh, one-time title challenger what do we think here what do we want to do with Volkan Ozdemir this was just by the way his second submission win of his career it was his first and in like a decade. His
4: first and I believe <laughs> over a decade. Yes, I believe you're correct. And, and really, once you're like going over a decade, it's essentially the first, like that's a whole other part of his career, right? Like we don't even know who he was fighting back then. Crazy, man. Crazy. And yes, I had, uh, I think I did not bet on it, but in our, in our picks group, I had I had Volkan first round knockout. I know several of us did. That was an easy, whatever, 250 points in topology. And uh, we did not get it. Because he chose to mix the martial arts, as is his God-given right to do, and get a submission. So good for you, Balkan. Uh he's in limbo, man. He's such a weird guy because I have maintained for the longest time that he's a top 15 guy, right at the top 15. I have not right near the edge of the top 15, I should say. I've never bumped him out, while others have. But at the same time, he's fought so many guys in the top ten already and lost to several guys in the top ten. So you know, where the hell do you go with it? You could rematch him with one of those names, Um, you know, if he fought them two or three years ago. I saw some of those suggestions. We'll get to that in the listener picks. But I settled on, again, I I think he just as a guy who has to defend his spot. So I don't really, I I guess I'm saying gatekeeper. I guess I'm saying he's a gatekeeper. But um, the UFC doesn't really use him that way. So I guess they were. He wasn't really supposed to fight um, Merzikhanov. So maybe they weren't. Anyway, uh, similar idea, but I'm going more with a random kind of matchup here. Him and the Philippe Lins, Johan Kutalaba winner, which uh, I don't think we've confirmed. Oh, I, did, I think we did confirm that um, this will be happening on October seventh. Just feels like a weird light heavy, light heavy weighty, light heavyweight matchup that's going to happen. So I'll I'll, I'll roll with that.
3: Dustin Jacoby, that's I it. saw a lot of that. That's good. Yeah, Dustin Jacoby, that is good. You know what's hilarious, A.K. and I go back to a conversation we were having yesterday when we were discussing. Sort of the layout of this program, mm-hmm. because to to peel back the curtain, I received some doo doo. I received some doo doo, and you're do going to hear about this doo doo on the program. Do you want to do it to early? Do you want to do, do it now? Do you want to do it? Oh, now no, no, or... no, 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 oh, no. Okay. We're not going to do it now. <laughs> we're not going to do it now. Uh, but I'm just setting the table, and I am I'm, I'm going to call it the doo doo. I'm the bad cop, as as you labeled me. You're the positive good cop. You're the nice guy. However, I guess it only comes to the listeners. Because you made a rule that, or at least a, you you laid out something that I agreed with. And you said you were going to explain yourself on the program. Now, if you go through any sort of results page from UFC Paris, it's going to go down in the record books. It is, in fact, in the record books that France's own William Gomi (laughs) defeated Giannis Gamori via body kick TKO. In round three. And it was a very weird moment. Referee makes a call. The more I've seen it, the more... it it, The whole thing was just weird. But I don't blame the referee for this at all. I think the referee kind of did what he needed to do in the moment. And within the structure and guidelines of what's around him, I don't think you can really blame the referee. It's just really weird and odd. But... I think this is probably going to get overturned to an no contest. I think it should get overturned to an no contest, but I don't really blame the referee for this. But you said, can we just skip William Gomey?" hmm And you were really doing explaining yourself. And I said, yeah. fine, we'll, we'll skip William Gomey, who has right now a victory. Why are we skipping him? Why are we skipping him, my co-captain?
4: You mentioned it was a weird win, not his fault, not necessarily the referee's fault. Though I do think... The referee, could they not have did they go? Didn't they say they went to the replay after and Bisping said it was confirmed? He said to um Gomi during the post fight interview that the replay team looked at it and that it was A OK. But I don't know if that was an official review or if you just meant like the boys in the truck looked at it and said it's all good. Bisping, like, you know, just tell them the interview is fine. Um, because I don't know if they did like an official officials review. And if they did, then I apologize to everyone involved. But
3: the thing with the ref was like, after the moment happened, uh-huh. the ref made, like, a call, like, all right, we're good. Yes. Let's go. Let's keep fighting. And Once he
4: paused the action, that, oh, you're saying that he did tell, he told him to keep fighting, and, um... He's like, and, all
3: right, let's go. Let's go. If we're good, let's go. And right. the fighter Gamori, was like, yeah. no. Just, he didn't have a okay. reaction to continue fighting. He goes, all right, right fine, right. I'm stopping it.
4: That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he could have been more demonstrative. You're right. Maybe Gomori shouldn't have... Should have just. I um, gutted it out and fought through it but that's a hard thing to ask if he was just gen- because I do think it like glanced the cup or at least a part of the cup and move the cup up and that's not William Gomez's falls but we've seen that before we've seen the cup you know the top part of the cup kind of glance and bring the whole cup up and it's very uncomfortable and I I don't think Giannis Gamori was embellishing or lying I guess is what I'm saying I think he felt genuine discomfort between the legs between in the between the legal area Mike <laughs> and so that's why this is such a weird one it's not i i was saying it i was saying what what i saw william gomez has like six knockout wins and like if anyone has seen his place in the ufc like you can't even imagine what that would be like because he does not really attempt to knock people out it's sort of not what he does and then i got my answer i'm like oh okay that's the way he knocks people out like in a super weird fashion so that goes to my second point of why I didn't want to do Gomes. Um, he's super boring. He's just so damn boring. He is a boring <laughs> fighter. I'm sorry. This is incredibly disrespectful of a guy who is now three and in the UFC. Uh, he's lost. He's won. Excuse me, eleven straight fights. You know, dating back to his pre-UFC career. He's fought for. He's fought top promotions too. Like this is the guy who was like beating up cans the real scene Aries FC, UAE uh, Warriors, Cage Warriors, and now UFC, of course um but my goodness he's boring i i compared him somewhat unfavorably to a young leon edwards a, the featherweight version of leon edwards when i was doing um the predictions for this fight and i kind of stand by it all the respect in the world to leon but i don't know anyone outside of his immediate family who talks about leon's early fights in the ufc and even now as great as he is i would not consider leon to be one of like the top 50 most exciting fighters in the UFC. I, he's not a BMF title contender anytime soon. Let's put it that way. So, this is so mean. William Gomez, if you're out there or your peoples are out there and you want to put me on blast, I totally understand. But, Mike, I do not enjoy watching this man fight and I do not enjoy <laughs> matchmaking for him. So, I won't do it. Wow. I, 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 I cannot do it.
3: I am loyal to a fault and whatever you decide, I'm right there with you. <laughs> like, I'm not behind you. He's... I'm right shoulder to shoulder, my man.
4: He is excellent at mixing the martial arts. Clearly, he is a talented, skilled martial artist. But my goodness, he does not try to finish people. He just does not try to finish people. That is not part of his vocabulary. That strike, that was not a finishing strike, Mike. He did not throw that strike looking to finish. All right. If you, if anyone says that that was a calculated, like, body kick knockout attempt, you are more, even more positive than me. Because that was just a, a routine body kick that landed in a weird spot and and uh hurt uh Giannis pretty badly. So, I don't know. I, I come at me people. I I deserve to be slammed for this, but I I can't do it.
3: Well, it wouldn't be the first time people would come after you for something you said on this program. Yeah. There's okay. a lot of
4: listener picks out there for Gomez by the way, some of which I I will comment. I will comment.
3: Fair enough. Uh well, there's a f- local fighter on this card who does like to go out and try to finish everybody that he fights. Uh, his name is Morgan. Can you pronounce this for me, AK? You're great at these pronunciations. Uh-huh. Morgan Charriere? It's Charier?
4: Morgan. It's Morgan. Morgan. It's Morgan. And I don't blame Buffer for getting that part wrong, because, I mean, I'm fine with anglicizing names. So Morgan, Morgan, for me, it's kind of the same. But Morgan Charriere. Shariere. And uh, the broadcast team got it eventually. Buffer, I swear, maybe I couldn't hear because the crowd was cheering. I swear he said Shariere. I swear he said Chaire, and I, my ears were bleeding. Um, and then eventually, I think the commentary team started getting Chaire, right? You know, not doing the fancy Chaire like I do, Mike, but uh, that's a lot to ask. I've nice. I but, I butchered many names in my day, so I'm not going
3: to judge them for not being able to do that. Nice performance for Morgan Chaire. Mm. Looked real good. Nasty body kicks. Just thumps poor Minolo Sicchini with a body kick, and then... It's just the most meanest way. As soon as he lets Saki stand back up and then he kicks him back in the body again, and you're just like, ooh. And the way Casey Lydon described it on the post fight show was he literally punted him like off of the ground with these body kicks. Like these are nasty. Great debut. This is a tailor made setup fight for him. No doubt about it. Paris crowd was behind him. This guy's super fun to watch. Is he going to fight for a world title? No. Is he just going to be a really fun guy that will probably, he may find himself in the top 15 in this division. It's a very good chance, but he's must-watch TV. There's no doubt about it. This is a guy that is just going to be incredibly fun to watch every time he fights. So the timing actually works out perfect here, AK. There's a fight coming up on Saturday. In the same division, between one Jack Jenkins And Chepe Mariscal, oh, the winner of that fight versus Morgan Charrier, Holy Potatoes, A.K. That is going to be incredible theater. So that is my pick. You're up.
4: That is good. Yeah, I love that pick. The way he's uh, entering the UFC again as a newcomer, but with quite a bit of pro experience and a lot of experience in cage warriors. He's not like a guy who passed through cage warriors. He's he was in there for a while it's you you can go so many directions right you you could throw into the walls if you think um you know he's he's experienced enough that you want to give him a top 30 top 25 guy or say top 25 i think he will get a top 30-ish 35-ish guy because that's kind of where i landed uh this gentleman who i'm picking won a fight on the main card a few weeks ago so i already kind of match made him uh but i realized that pick was dumb (laughs) <laughs> and also and lucky for me, the pick that I made uh I already got has now got a fight. So technically this fighter is now free now. I actually think the perfect matchup for Shetty Ed is Diego Lopez. I, I want him to fight down Pineda. Pineda is now booked to fight Ashkopov in October, I think. So uh yes, so I I I, I will stick with I'm gonna go with Diego Lopez, and he's perfect because he's similarly again a newcomer to the UFC. Someone who has a lot of pre-UFC experience, you know, more more experienced than um, a casual viewer would understand. Uh, if you just look at their actual records, like they fought Lopez and Shadia have both fought very, very good competition outside the UFC. They're both super exciting, talented guys. I don't know. People see Lopez as having more upside because maybe they're less familiar with him. Again, Shadia is you know, known from his Cage Warriors days. Got some more covers there, but I think they're both kind of at a similar point in their careers. And I'd love to match these two up and see if either of them is is like the real deal. And like you said, Mike. Maybe a top 15 guy and outside shot at competing for a title someday. Probably not. It is an incredibly deep division, but hang around getting like 10, 12 UFC fights. That's a, that's, that's a good career. If I've seen one, so uh, match, match these two up for me.
3: All right. Well, let's go to the wild card round. AK I struggled. Match for somebody. You have struggles with this one. I struggled. I didn't know who to, I don't know. I'm you really know mine is because I, I told you this in private. Yes, you did. Right after this. Uh, and I'm sticking with that. That will be okay. my wild card pick. But we'll match make for someone we have not matchmade for yet. Could be somebody. We could make for Sergei Spivak right now, okay? We did not matchmake for him on this program. And we I did. For... <gasps> you, wow. go first, though. you go first,
4: though. You go first,
3: though. Oh, I'll go first because I am <laughs> – this is going to be a journey, and I'm very excited to, it's a to sh- be a it's part a short of this journey. journey. It's a short journey. It's a short journey? journey? Okay. So, uh, Fareed Basharad. Which, Mm -hmm. by the way, this fight with Clayton Rodriguez being on this card made absolutely no sense to me. Because just like, what are we doing here? But, great fight. I mean, how do you follow a Zara Firen fight? You throw in men's bantamweights. You throw in a guy like Fareed Basharat uh, against Clayton Rodriguez. And a lot of people are saying, you know what? This is, uh, I think the lines are too wide for this one. This is going to be a close competitive fight. And to me, this... Didn't seem like it was gonna be a close competitive fight. I thought Fareed Basharat was kind of, kind of tor- was gonna to torture poor Clayton Rodriguez. He was just gonna beat the hell out of this man for at least twelve minutes, and then finally it would be a mercy submission, just to be like, all right, dude, you've suffered enough. I'm gonna get you out. Uh, but that's not what happened. Fareed Basharat made very short and easy work of Clayton Rodriguez. And bantamweight is super fun and super compelling and super interesting. And there are no easy fights. Okay, none. No easy fights, even for a man who just won the ultimate fighter for a second time. His name is Brad Katona, and I am ready to see what Fried Basharat can do against a guy with a lot of high level experience, not a top 15 guy. I'm not real I'm not going to do that just yet, but I'm ready to see sort of a more established promotional vet test. So my pick is Fried Basharat. Versus, versus the, what was it, Multimate Fighter? The Multimate Fighter? The Multimate Fighter or the Ultimate Ultimate Fighter? Versus the Multimate Fighter. Whichever you prefer, yeah. Brad Katona. That's my pick. I can't welcome wait to back. hear this. Welcome, yes, welcome back, back Brad, Brad Katona.
4: What a prize. You, you, uh, you, you win the Ultimate Fighter, and here's one of the Basharat brothers who have just been bashing everyone that they get into the octagon with. Uh, but you're right, there's no, there's no easy fights at 135. You could, you could, There's, like, legitimately mike right now i think 30 different guys that you could talk me into being a top 15 bantamweight someday and they're not even all in the ufc i think like i'm just talking about like in the ufc there's like 30 guys and then you could take guys from like it's so deep it's so talented and it's 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 very easy to end up on like a two th- two fight losing streak uh, you know three losses out of four just based on the matchups based on what matchups you get right because there's style matchups too the talent is just ridiculous and I, I think both Rap brothers are are going to make it um to being ranked very quite possibly. I asked you the other um on fight night like who is more highly regarded uh Farid or Javid? and you said Javid, but like obviously both guys are very hyped and, and it, based on the uh, listener picks which we'll get to later people are very high on Farid. Some of these matchups I was like, "Oh wow, like they really want to they really want to get, get him up there fast." So, yeah, awesome performance though.
3: Yes. For sure. Uh, tell, please tell me. I'm so excited okay. for this. Sergey Spivak getting yeah. the matchmaking rub
4: here. I only went with Sergey because it was almost process of elimination. Uh, uh, Taylor Lapolis, great job coming back to the OC. I just didn't have any ideas for him. Anzalusa, again, it's pretty wide open. In the the range that he's at at welterweight right now. Uh, Nora Kornol, um I don't know the less said about that fight. I wasn't. I shouldn't even say it wasn't like a, a bad that bad of a fight. It was just very screwy scoring wise. Um, yeah, look, not not like a straight up robbery, but you you had said Jocelyn Edwards like you could have given her all three rounds, and I agree, you totally could have, and it had to like anything beyond twenty nine twenty eight. Cornell was strange.
3: Yeah, and that was the thing because people that like I, I posted like to, in my opinion, this was at worst twenty nine twenty eight Edwards, but I, I could see thirty twenty seven, and then when the judges when Bruce Buffer read thirty twenty seven thirty twenty seven twenty nine yeah. twenty eight, I'm like, all right. Easy win for Jocelyn because there is no, there is no world, (laughs) zero world anywhere where you, you, where Nora won all three rounds. You're telling me Jocelyn Edwards didn't win a single round. You're telling me she didn't win the third. Like that was the clearest round of the whole fight was Jocelyn winning that third round. So when I heard 3027, I was like, all right, there's, cause there is no, there's no reason anyone would ever score that fight even bet like the great ben cartilage who is like a very I was good judge say, there was actually a even he scored of decent, a 30
4: 27 there was some i think both judges who scored the 30 27s i'm familiar with and pretty I, I have pretty decent respect for um so again i i based on that i will have to rewatch the fight at some point i, I assume the argument is damage you know that now now uh frequent argument of damage versus control and i guess jocelyn never just didn't do enough damage or impact impact excuse me Impact on the ground uh to score with two of the judges, but again, uh you know, we have people say people argue all the time: is it's gone too far the other way? Are we just not counting effective grappling at all? And I think this is one of those cases where you'd have to take a look at that. So, again, okay, I am not calling it a robbery. I am not su- really like doing a big time call out of the two thirty twenty seven judges, but these were I, I would have to watch this one over and and uh, think about it because I thought Edwards won and certainly did not lose. 30 to 27 but agreed that's the breaks uh farid was a good choice i just didn't know where to go with him because there's a lot of options and then um uh again the first fight didn't even happen so i landed i took i decided to go to one of the losers let's go with sergey spivak <laughs> and mike let's just do an alliteration battle let's do an alliteration battle with a with a, a superstar who i think is a it's a better matchup for both of them let's do sergey spivak parker porter let's oh. go <laughs> UFC sp- Apex
3: main event. <laughs> You're speaking my language,
4: dude. There we go. I'm speaking the language. Main events. People.
3: I love it.
4: UFC Apex main event. Let's go, or at least co-main, at the very least.
3: I mean, you are something special. If you can mm-hmm. just get absolutely annihilated the week prior, <laughs> uh-huh. and then somehow find yourself in an Apex main event a week yeah. later on this program, I, I shouldn't love this as much as I do, uh-huh. but I really love it. And yeah. you know what? I think Parker has a chance in that fight. Of course like, he does. I think he's got a chance.
4: That, for both guys, this is a much better mashup than the ones they just got. I thought
3: you were going to say Andrei Orlovsky. That was what I, I thought I, you were going to That would also this. be an alliteration
4: battle. I it don't mind it sure I, would but, be. But,
3: yeah. It sure would be. Wow. Wow. You blew my mind with that one, AK. You blew my mind. <laughs> you, you don't see him coming. You don't <laughs> see him
4: coming sometimes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The amount of, like... DMs I've been sent over the last two weeks with fight cards made with like Parker Porter versus Parker Porter all over the place, just like twelve yep. Parker Porter versus Parker Porter fights. Just amazing! You guys are the best. You guys are just the absolute best. Have you best.
4: interviewed him? I forget. You you have you him have interviewed him a few times.
3: You've interviewed him a few times, right? Yes, all before he got to the UFC. I've not interviewed him once since he's been in the UFC. That's because I, I want to know: is he aware
4: of the of the memory? Is does does he know that he's such a, a popular a meme subject now?
3: I don't know, but I have to do this interview with him, but I feel like when I, I feel like when this interview happens, it has to be in person. Oh, true. It has true. to be in person. And, and I hope he knows we're laughing.
4: Assuming he is laughing and he is aware and he is, that we're laughing with him, not at him. Like this isn't a like, Oh, Parker Porter is like a funny, like it is a funny name. It's a funny name. And because he's a heavyweight, you know, and heavyweights inherently are hilarious. Uh, it's not just that i don't know there's a he, there's a charm to him maybe i need another word but there is a charm to him so we are laughing with him uh, parker porter if you're out we're laughing with you not at you uh tons of respect for
3: this guy we're, fans. we're I, fans a lot of people are fans i have seen parker porter fight live probably a dozen times and none of them are in the ufc none so I've seen this band. I've seen this band fight. I've You're seen this have grappling matches. I've you, seen you this were, band fight so many times. You were a fan of this band
4: before they got signed to a major label. And like they changed, you know, they, I don't know if they changed their sound. I imagine you probably fought the same way. But like then they got a hit, you know, hit. Before people were listening to Parker Porter on the radio, you were, you were out there <laughs> in the clubs. With 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 hundred other people, you know, listen to Parker Porter, and now now it's like ten thousand people say that they were at that first Parker Porter, you know, John Jones fight, right? I was
3: like, oh, I was there, I was there, oh, like, I was sure? there, I was. You, there. you actually, and were I was not even planning to be there, but if
4: you if you check the internet, I'm sure it's like ten thousand people. Apparently, that venue holds like ten thousand people because everyone says they were there and they oh, saw yeah. that
3: Parker Porter. That John venue Jones. was literally like ten minutes from my parents' house. It was, <laughs> it was great. Someone's like, oh, you want to go watch fights? I'm like, okay, it's in Wilmington. All right, sure. Damn, uh, I was there when Gabriel Gonzaga submitted him. I was there when he submitted Eric Bedard. I was there when... I was there through it all. I, I was there I was there through it all. At please the dear, beautiful uh, Mohegan Sun Arena in Uncasville, Connecticut, where I've watched many of his fights, whether it be for reality fighting or Bellator or other New England promotions. Y'all please always have a place. We always need, a place right here. We need the Mike Heck parker Porter reunion. Oh, it needs to happen. It needs please. to happen.
0: It's only a kick. Pressure! A jump
3: Uh, did anyone say I demand an not no point or should we go to the peeps?
4: I didn't see any. So let's go right to the peeps, please.
3: All right. Do you want to just, do you want to disclaim very quickly?
4: Yes, please. Uh, guys watch these mistakes, wrong weight classes. Did these people fight already? This came up a few times this week, Mike, including one recommending a fight that just happened on Saturday. I'm not going to call this person out. It was obviously they had a brain fart. (laughs) Okay. They didn't mean to do an immediate rematch of a One of these fights that had a pretty definitive ending. Uh, Long-term injuries. We're not so harsh on this. It's hard to tell when guys will come back, but sometimes the injuries like, just happen, and someone will be like, oh, they should come back and fight now. I'm like, come on. Uh, notable releases. Fighters already booked. The easiest one to check. Uh, uh, and, uh, of course, fam- fighters who are famously close friends and teammates. Don't match them up. And uh, your pick just might be doo-doo, and we don't want to read it.
3: Now, I'm going to call it doo-doo, but we also we we have a we have a rule here where if you make a mistake that's kind of like... A tough one. We give you a pass. And this is and it's not just a pass for this person. It's a pass for all of us. And we have one right off the bat. Uh with with John Ray. John Ray, uh long time submitter. Haven't seen picks for a little while. He wants Basharat versus Tony Gravley or Tony Gravely. Uh, but Gravely is no longer on the roster. He got released after his last fight. So no doo doo. Just something to keep in mind. Go to MAfighting.com. It is right there for all of you to see. He likes Volkan Ozdemir versus Ryan Span, Benoit Santini versus Joel Alvarez. Manon Fioro versus the Grasso Shevchenko loser. Gan versus Aspinall. Look, there are so many Gan Aspinalls, so if you, if anybody else submitted Gan Aspinall, I'm not going to read yeah, it.
4: Yeah, the number but, the number one pick of the week, yeah. And one was a close second. I'll mention it. I'll say which one when I'm sure you come across it. Uh, but Ozdemir Spann was also very popular.
3: Let me throw this one at you, AK, because you had the Rose Namajunas-Joanne Wood fight. Mm-hmm. What about Rose Namajunas versus Karolina Kovalevich 2?
4: I thought about it. At 115? Probably.
3: Probably, I would right? say so, or, yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah, I'm okay. If she decides to go back, that might be the way to go. Again, there's a loss that Rose would probably want back. Or would she? I, I can't figure Rose out. I can't figure Rose out. Because again, if she was going to, if she still had plans at 115... I know she wasn't getting the Zhang fight. If she, I know she couldn't just walk right back into the Zhang fight. Like, she could have maybe done that six months ago, but now she can't. Of course, uh, Tatiana Suarez is in her way, and uh, Yan Xiaonan is in her way. So if she wanted to do that, she should have done it a while ago. But it just feels, I don't know, it feels strange to me that she, she's still, if she dropped back to one, you know, I feel like she can get a top five, top six, top six opponent, and then instead have to fight Carolina, who's, who's, resur- who's had a resurgence, by the way, and again, won their first fight. It's not crazy. I, I could see it happening. It just wouldn't be my pick for her or if, if I was her.
3: Yes. It's interesting, though. And Rose would only re- technically only need one win. And if Zhang beats both of those ladies, she could just get the Rose fight after that. And that's yep. fine. Robbie says, good day, Mike. And AK and tweet today. Gone versus Pavlovich. By the time it gets booked, it might be for an interim or vacant title. He also likes Fioro versus the Bullet Grasso loser, but it's a qualifier to face the winner of the Blanchfield versus Bullet Grasso winner. And he also wants to add, mm-hmm. as an Aussie, I am honestly not hyped about next week's pay-per-view. There are so many good Aussie fighters that could have been on this card or were booked on other events within a month or so of this event. Only right. five Aussies on the card. They had nine France fighters on the Paris card. Note to the UFC, Australia and New Zealand are not the same country oh see i always
4: this is very true it needs to be pointed out i do always do a bad thing like when i'm hyping up cards of like this i always say like oh these fighters are representing like the oceanic region and i don't know if that's a thing i don't know if 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 again like as as uh who's this robbie ray this is robbie yep i don't know if robbie is
1: because i think he's pointing out
4: like robbie ryan excuse me I, I I assume he is pointing out that, like, just because of fighters from New Zealand and, like, I'm Australia, I'm not going to cheer for them. And vice versa, if I'm from New Zealand, I'm not necessarily going to cheer for a fighter from Australia. It'd be like me. It's all, it's essentially, like, almost, like, not, well, not exactly, but, like, Canada and U.S. I don't root for every fighter from U.S. I don't assume you root for every fighter from Canada. But we're so close together, you would think people, are like, oh, that's the con- that's this big, chunky continent like, they should support. So I apologize to uh, fans, anyone who's read my predictions or anything where I mention the oceanic region as if it's some... Uh, it's all one place where everyone should support each other. So that's, uh, that's the ignorant uh, Canadian in me.
3: Oh, Dad Jackson. Vulcan Ozdemir versus Alonso menafiel That's not bad. Manifio versus Macy Barber. Th- there's no doo-doo here, but this last one that I'm going to read, I'm just like, my, my, I actually wrote, huh? With a question mark. Benoit saint versus Terrence McKinney. I mean, are we... Like, Santini is so beyond that right now. Like, I understand Terrence McKinney has has a little bit of a name. Dude's one and two in his last three, and the win was against a guy that Benoit Santini might actually hospitalize. So, I think Benoit Santini is just so far ahead of Terrence McKinney at this point. Not saying McKinney couldn't get back up there, because the dude's obviously very talented, but... Yeah, this is a, a gigantic step back from Tiago Moises, is it not?
4: Yeah, I don't love that. I, I I don't I kind of understand the thinking behind it, uh, but this is why I stopped replying to Dad Jackson's uh DMs. If you're out <laughs> there too, too much wild stuff, my friend. Too much wild settle down. Settle down. Uh no, if your Ben wants something, there's there's no point in taking that fight. It's it's a low it's a high risk, low reward fight. Uh, McKinney, I mean, you should be trying to... If you're McKinney, you should be jumping on that right away. I mean, you keep an eye on Benoit Saint-Denis fights, and if one of his opponents fall out, you jump right in there. But otherwise, I don't see why saint would want that. And McKinney, like, I don't know. Again, I, he should do a short notice. I don't know if he should be going out of his way to, like, track down that fight. I I McKinney... He's a, he's, a, he's a weird guy. He's a weird guy to book. He's a pretty we'll, smart
3: guy. He's not going to... smart. I, I don't think he's going to be yes. tracking that one down. <laughs> no, I don't and think he, he's going to be track tracking that one down. To. There's
4: a lot of winnable fights and potential highlights to be had closer to where he is in the rankings right now.
3: Sure. Go get the patty fight. Like, go after <sighs> that. That's he fine. he gets that, that's the one, man. He's that's not going to get it. He's not going to. He's get not it. going to, but no. yeah, the ship has sailed, unfortunately. Uh, let's go to Knuckles. Hey, Mike. Hope you and AK are having a great Labor Day weekend. Here are my picks. It's man and Fiora versus Fiora Vulcan Bay versus Cleo Roundtree. Fried Basharat versus Brad Katona. Benoit Santini versus Jalen Turner. Okay, I like that. Good one. Yep, good matchup. If Turner's going to stay at 55. Uh, thank you, guys. I know you guys are so excited for the stacked card in Australia next week. Hence the sarcasm.
4: I've talked myself into it. But I'll give, a a, lot, I'll give you a little preview, fine. though. I'll give you a little preview of a uh, sort of round table primer uh, feature we have going up sometime this coming week uh i would try to compare it to it like is it the worst pay-per-view card of the year so far ufc pay-per-view and it's either the worst or bottom two it is either sure. worse or bottom two yeah I, I i tried to like look at like i was like i was like squinting nearing my eyes going, like well i mean if you look at this fight this way and you look at that fight on that card that way you could make a case for 293 over it but other than the kind of thrown together um hill to share a card that that's about it that, that to me is like that's the other one that you could put at the bottom that's about it. Everything else has some kind of hook or two or three compelling fights that I think would put it over two ninety three. But
3: hey, that's just me. This card is the argument for anybody who says Israel Adesanya it could be as big of a star as Conor McGregor. And I'm not saying that because Izzy's a big star mm-hmm. compared, like in this sport. Yeah, but to, the, I see people out there being like, "Well, Conor, like Izzy's the guy. Connor's not the guy anymore. If Connor was fighting anybody on the main event of this card, there would be way more buzz." Even yeah, with I, the rest of the lineup being what it is, it's, I, just, it's think, just the truth.
4: I don't think we people understand. We like there's S tier fame, and then there's like A tier MMA fame, and like S tier again, very few names have gotten there. We're talking McGregor, Rousey, Brock Lesnar, who was you could argue was you know pretty damn famous before he came to the UFC. That's the list. John Jones is not on, up there. George St. Pierre is not up there uh anderson silva's not up there. Izzy's not up there sean o'malley isn't up there yet i would say he has a shot at it but he's not near that level of fame i just mentioned the rousey mcgregor uh lesnar trilogy again those th- those are three names you put them against any opponent and it uh you know in the traditional pay-per-view model that's doing a million buys they oh, sell certainly. a million pay-per-views no matter what or 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 eight hundred and fifty thousand to nine hundred thousand minimum which again now which now is like a, a best sales of the year for the ufc right so that these guys are not that level yet. Izzy a uh, A level MMA star, I would say, but not at the S tier level where you can sell anything. And that's fine. And that's not and that's not a knock against no, that's, not at no all. shame in not being one of those three names. Those are three very rare names. Those so names that come along once every 10 15 years.
3: Without Izzy, this is a fight night card. So yeah. let's I mean, for sure, one thousand yeah. percent. People yes. are going he to elevates it. He is yeah. elevating it. Yeah. This is still go because of Izzy, this is still going to do better than two hundred eighty eight and two eighty nine did on pay per view. For sure. Just because Izzy's on it. Let's continue on. Paxton. Hey, Mike. It's the most wonderful time of the year. College football and UFC crossover season. Only one pick for this week. Please give me Benoit Santini versus Matt Frivola to kick off the MSG pay-per-view main card absolute fireworks. It would be a huge spot for both guys.
4: Friends forever all over the place,
3: Mike. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we have a new friend, Gus Martinez, first timer. Oh, welcome Um, to the party, pal. He's saying Volkan Ozdemir versus Cleo Roundtree, Apex main event. He's saying bump out Sergey Spivak, Park reporter, and put in Volkan Ozdemir versus Cleo Roundtree. <laughs> How about that?
4: <laughs> Just put them both on the same card. That's a pay per view, really.
3: Yes, yeah, I'll spend eighty bucks on that for sure. William Gomez versus Josh Kulaba, Morgan Morgan Shadier versus Herbert Beautiful. Burns, Taylor Lappalis versus Damon Blackshear, Angelosa versus Trevin Giles, Farid Basharat versus Sergey off, Let me ask you this, AK, because you mentioned Angelosa. Was Angelosa and Reese McKee robbed of fight of the night? Because that seems to be a bit of controversy. I say no. Benoit Santini, Tiago Moises was even like the last 15 seconds. I and mean, like Reese McKee almost had an, a crazy comeback. But Reese McKee got thumped up for like 14 minutes of that fight. This was. I don't know. I had a, there's just a different feeling to it. You know what I mean? Did they get robbed a Fight of the Night? Cause I say no.
4: The only argument I would have made, no, I was gonna say Santini performance modus instead. Now, I'm fine. I thought Santini at Moses was super exciting for as long as it was. I guess the second round wasn't quite as competitive, which is why people would, would dock a few points as far as Fight of the Night goes. But I think they were the rightful winners. Lucin McKee was good and exciting in its own way. But like you said, mostly one sided. And we've seen one-sided fights earn uh, Fight of the Night before, but this was a case where I think they had two good options, and they said, well, let's go with the one that was at least back and forth for a round. Um, McKee, Lusa, again, the late charge for McKee, awesome. I hope they keep McKee around. Um, but uh, I don't know. I did not I didn't think it was Rob to Fight of the Night.
3: No, I didn't either. I, I didn't understand why the, what the controversy was there, because was one-way traffic for the almost the entire fight. Four-Corner Sports. Um... Let's, we're going nice. to work, nice. work our way up here. We're going to work our way up here. Jacqueline Cavalcante versus Giannis Santos. Morgan Chardier versus Nate Landwehr. Like the idea. I think it's way too soon for that fight. But if they bake it, it's going to be fun. William Gomi versus Andre Feely. Eh, sure. Uh, Benoit Santini versus Hinata Moicano. Okay. That Rose was that,
4: that's, I was want to say, that was the other most popular pick I got. It was Gon Aspinall and uh, Santini Moicano. I got a lot of Santini that's, Moicano's.
3: I believe Moicano is a teammate of Tiago Moises, so there'd be something there. Oh, okay. I saw some people, some people hit me up on Twitter. How about Benoit Santini versus Grant Dawson? Another teammate of Mr. Tiago Moises, so that mm-hmm. could be interesting. But Grant's top 10 guy. I don't know how much he'd want to take that fight. Uh, Rose Nyme versus Casey O'Neal, AK. Do you like that idea?
4: Yeah, what's Casey O'Neill's latest injury? It's not another serious injury, right? It's a not nose one... injury. Nose, nose
3: injury, okay. Nose. I think I'm... she she would probably be ready to fight maybe end of the year, early next year, but it might be too yeah, soon for Rose. I'm
4: fine with it. I mean, that's still a bit of a tougher opponent than I'd like Rose to face. Um, but if she's going to stay at 125 and fight some of the top 20, again, there aren't a lot of good options,
3: which is why I kind of like planted on JoJo. So it's not bad. All right, so now we have to go... Now, now we have to to dive a little bit deeper into the the doo doo pile. You don't have to do this, Mike. I'm going to do it, but you don't. I'm going do to do it for because only because Four Corner Sports is like <laughs> he's on every show. Uh-huh. So I mean, there's a there's there's a thing here, and I would say this to any of my friends as well. Uh, this is not doo doo, but this was a very questionable pick for me. Bogdan Guskov versus Carlos Ulberg if he wins next weekend. Why? Like, why are we doing this? Gustav is know. maybe the 60th best light heavyweight <laughs> in the world. Carlos Ulberg uh-huh. is like on a nice run, sniffing the top 15. And you want to be like, hey, it's like the game of shoot and la- shoots and ladders. You're climbing the ladder, you're trying to get to the top, and then you roll like a two. And now you're like, shit, I got to slide all the way back to the beginning. Like, uh-huh. that's what you're trying to do here. So I, I don't like that pick at all. Uh, he- Vulcan Ozdemir versus Alexander Rakic. That's all he wrote, AK. What's he missing? We need the two. We need the number two. We need the two. So I'm going to call that do. Just do. Okay, just do. But now, now we got d- to put, put your snorkels on, put the clothespin over your nose, because we're diving headfirst into the doo-doo now. Uh, Man and Fiora versus Caitlin Chukagian. Slam the fight will go to decision prop on these two decision warriors. Yes, because... Less than a year ago, they fought to a decision, and and Fiora mm-hmm. won that fight pretty convincingly. So, love you, Four Quarter Sports, but right into the doo doo,
4: Mike. I I will say, I I uh, Four Quarter Sports sent to both of us. I conversed with this gentleman. Uh, I did remind him that they just fought. I sent him a poop emoji, so he has been doo <laughs> dooed. He did, not, and, and he did say, "Oh God, how did I forget?" Uh, with a laughing emoji, and then I said, "I would too if I could." So not that it was, it wasn't like that bad of a fight, but it was, it wasn't like super memorable either.
3: So all good. All good. That's
4: all good. Four corner sports. All love.
3: Yeah. All love. But look, you ain't the only one that's gotten in on this show. You won't be the last one. And that's (laughs) why, uh, that's why we're here. AK, what do you got?
4: Oh, geez. My turn already. Okay. Wow. I was okay. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. All right. Let's i said the most two popular uh the two most popular picks excuse me con ospinall Denis, moicano Santini was so popular joel alvarez was another good one dan hooker was another good matchup for Denis. uh uzdemir i know you said you like Jacoby. then there was rockets 2, span recommendation anything else you mentioned the uh farid Bashra Morozov. let me just say like that's how high because Morozov, i have top 15 i think or he is top 15 he'd have to be everywhere right and um People want to throw up there. Poor Javid's looking for a big fight. Looks like, I don't know if Farid's going to get these big fights before him. Uh, so go to Twitter. Let me hit up first timer R. Villacana 7. Welcome to the party, pal. Fioro versus Grasso Shevchenko, two winners. Saint Denis versus Faziv
2: Gamrot, loser. Too big? Too big a fight? Wow. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think it's too soon. Uh,
3: I'm Gaan not Asp- saying he couldn't yeah. compete, but that's a big jump, man. That's a big jump. It's a big jump. Big jump. Uh, God Aspinall, of course.
4: Uh, where I out of- oh, uh, Uzmir Rockets 2, if Rockets is ready. Gomez versus uh, Melsic Bagdasarian. Morgan Shadia versus Isaac Bulgarian. So thank you, uh, R. Vilicano, for your uh, first time picks. Uh, Gurman. Uh, Firo versus Blanchfield after Blanchfield wins the title in her next fight. So, Gurman predicting that Blanchfield uh, gets the next title shot, beats Shevchenko or Grasso, and then uh, then Firo can have her turn. Uh, and also rebook Uzdemir Mirzakhano. Sure. Barry O'Reilly, uh, Jacqueline Cavalcanti versus Eileen Perez. Let's see, anything new here? Uh, McKee versus uh, Mike, who's this guy from the Contender series? But oh, no, no, I'm sorry, sorry, this is um, uh, uh, Reese McKee versus Rolando Bedoya. Loser leaves town match. That's a little harsh. That's a little harsh. I, like, I hope that's not where Reese McKee is already in his, his uh, second run with the OC. Mm.
3: Colin I mean, if, he goes, versus... if he loses again, like if he loses again, like he fights Bedoya, who's probably a lightweight, and loses mm-hmm. that fight. Uh, he's you think he's it's gonna be tough, man. One more chance. That's an be
4: tough. uh Colin Lochran versus Stephen Coslow. Mike, did any fighter go from being talked about in the at least the 48 hours before the event and then talked about less afterwards than Carlin Lockhart? Now, he didn't do badly. He didn't do badly, and I think there's still bigger things ahead of him. But his his trending went from like because it really started people really started talking about him during the you know the way in weigh-in, ceremonial weigh-ins. We flipped everybody off and just uh, seen gestures, and then. Uh, you know, silks in the booze. Of the French crowd did a great job with that. So, he, like, it, his his stock went way, 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 up, and then he loses. Kind of a not boring, but you know, not a super exciting decision to a more experienced opponent. And his stock is, I don't know, leveled or gone down. I'm not sure. Did, what do you think of uh, Mr. Lockwood? How his weekend went?
3: Ak, you're from Canada, right? Uh, you correct. know how with hockey games, there's always the three stars. They give like the MVP. Yeah. Then it's like the silver medalist and the bronze yeah. medalist. Uh this is gonna be a hot take, Ak. It's going to be a hot take. Kyle Lochran is one of the three stars. Wow. He is the three-star fighter on this card. Uh, even though he lost. Yeah. Without him, nobody is watching that card at all until the last three fights. So he wow. deserves a ton of credit.
4: A there ton a fair, of credit. Is there a fair fought an opening fight of the night, Mike? So I don't know if you want to change, change your tone here. Um,
3: yeah, dude. I mean, look. I... He he fought valiantly. It was a tough matchup on like short notice for him. Not his original opponent, yes. Not his yeah. original opponent. He was supposed to fight opponent.
4: Giannis, right? Gamori? He was supposed to fight Giannis in a fight that he would have been favored in. I don't know if the odds were fight. He, would he would have won been that very fight. favored considerably. Yeah.
3: And I think honestly, if he just like was super aggressive and just kept striking, I think he had a chance to win. Like Lapos mm-hmm. is was the better, more fluid technical striker for sure. Mm-hmm. But when Locker room was, like, getting nasty and throwing strikes and not just going for single leg takedowns. Like He was landing. He was doing really well when he was throwing more instead of just going for and shooting for takedowns. But look, man, I'm not, like, this is one of those things. Like, I like him a lot, and I think he could do really well, and he's still relatively young. Mm-hmm. The problem is, like, with a lot of these, like, Cage Warriors fighters that are very fun. Like the best ones aren't getting signed or they have to fight on the contender series. And they're just, they're just not, I'm going to say they're not ready, but it's like they haven't gone through the mud to like get to these tough moments. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. And not just that, they might be getting put up against opponents that are just a little bit above them. Cause again, Taylor Lapalus is really friggin' good. And again, it wasn't his original opponent, but the fact that he ended up having to face him. Um says so a lot about what they think of Lockman, that they that they thought it was okay to you know switch these matchups and put him up against Lapolis. But Lapalus, yeah, I mean... But was, I like the was, kid, man.
3: Sure, I, I lot of freaking like the kid. And uh, the still, fact that he walked out to no music
2: and the way he ate it up,
3: I don't care. Like, if it was an accident... <laughs> because there was music at the end of it. Like, yes. before he walked in, there was music playing. Yes. If it was an accident, then I, I respect it so much more because he just uh, willy-nilly just ate it all up.
4: Yeah, yeah, he they played got a lot some.
3: Well. They got something with him, and if they All go right. to Dublin, which I think they might like next year, like if Ian Gary gets another fight in and gets a win, they're going back to Dublin. That kid has to be on the card, and mm-hmm. he has to be on the main card. He's he's got something. Not like we talk about like five tool players in MMA. He's one of them. Like he not he's not yet, but he's got he's got certain tools that like Aljamain Sterling doesn't have like that a lot of former champions don't have. He can create buzz in in ways that most high-level, successful UFC fighters can't. And he was able to do it on like two days' notice. Within two days, he put a spotlight on this card more than Cyril Gunn did the whole week, which is insane. So I give that kid a lot of credit. Go back to the drawing board. I think he's going to learn a lot from this fight. I think he's going to take a lot away from this, and I think he's going to come back really really good like i i like him i have my eye on this kid moving forward that's for sure
4: let it be known then for the record for good or for ill i am not on the lockburn bandwagon i get the buzz i get the you know people saying he put in a valiant effort uh so i'll either look smart or i will look super foolish when he is again co-main eventing you know ufc dublin or (laughs) going on a three or four fight win streak and we're matchmaking for him like we would for patty pimblett maybe it happens maybe it doesn't uh barry o'reilly his last thing i want to mention from him is he did he gave me gomez versus david onama which is fine except that he said another banger with they weren't taking a step up in the rankings what are these bangers that gomez has been in mike <laughs> was i was i asleep did i did, did you see these bangers wow. where are these bangers poor <laughs> so,
3: poor what, william, william getting, Gomez just getting strange so
4: where are these bangers what, what is this banger that he's been in <laughs> That fight was terrible until... It was terrible at the end, too. The ending was terrible. That was a terrible fight.
3: Maybe he's That's saying that fight. David Onama will bring the banger out. Uh, it's Gomes. possible.
4: We've seen that happen before, but, man. William Gomez, God bless you. I hope you fight, get all the way to the UFC title shot and prove me wrong. But, man, I just... No, I'm not enjoying it. Uh, Dom Elliott has a really good suggestion, I think, for Rose Navarounis. Kind of a weird one, but certainly a winnable fight. Namajunas versus Molly McCann.
3: Mon... No,
4: I just like it's just weird to me, but I want to see it. Like I want to see it because it's weird. Like I just hadn't thought of it, but when Dom sent this, I was like, I kind of want to see it now. At 115?
3: 125. But Molly's going down to one fifteen. She go down to one
4: fifteen. Yeah, she said oh, that she, after she got it. Well, I guess melted by, by Stoyarinko. Either one,
3: either one. Do one twenty five. Do
2: one fifteen. Doesn't matter kind of like it. I kind of like it. Mike, you thinking or? I'm pondering. <laughs> no. No. Okay.
3: No. No. I, no. I that's it, that's not no. happening. For it's a, interesting. No. It is way outside the box. Uh huh. So I give credit where credit is due in that aspect. But it is no, I, I don't
4: think so. Uh our man in Italy, Francesco uh Chedier versus uh Mike, who's this guy from contender series? Pajuelo. Who's this guy? Luan? Luan Pajuelo, oh, am I thinking that mixed up with someone else? Who's this Leon? Luan. Leon? Who's the guy? He just he just got a contract, I think.
3: Well, on this uh, Luis. On, on, Luis. Last week's, yes, on last yes, week's Luis.
4: episode, Excuse I did not me. watch
3: I did not watch last oh, week's okay. episode.
4: I believe this is the most recent episode. Yes, Luis, I apologize. Uh Luis Pajuelo, I apologize to you, sir. Uh Corazon de Leon, uh Lionheart. That's why I thought he was Leon. Um so sure uh again so i don't want i don't know if i'm going to read any more Ed picks because the theme here is people seem to be matching him up with newcomers but people but people who like have like 12 or less fights like Ed is very experienced i i don't like some of match. i think the other one was another weird one i saw for him someone sent me him and um uh god oh like melchizel M- 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 costa and there was one it was like against um someone with like Costa's seven had fights a couple or- fights Costa's okay. He's, I don't think he's, he's had twice. like two, That's really he's two or three experience. times in the UFC. Costa's only two, two fights in the UFC, but like okay. outside of it, not like a great amount of
3: experience. is uh, the dude who got that like nasty knee yeah, knockout was on yeah. week three of the contender series. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think Morgan's got just way more experience than that. I don't
4: know. Guys, Shadia has experience. I'm not going to read more of these Shadia picks. So I don't agree with a lot of them. They're doo doo. Uzdemir uh, <laughs> Smith 2. Mike, any interest in Uzdemir Smith 2? Um. Also, I'm reading the wrong set of picks here, but okay. Anyway, that's this is from Jason Colburn.
3: Um, he was a Smith too. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. First fight was really fun. Like mm-hmm. Vulcan looked good, and then Anthony Smith like dug deep and just came out of the woodwork and and finished him. I don't hate it.
4: It's such a stay busy fight though that doesn't really like improve either guy win or lose doesn't really change anything. I guess if yeah. Miss were one, he would avenge the loss and get to take Smith's spot, but that's they're pretty close together in my rankings. I think. Uh, sorry, I, I did want to go back to Francesco for uh, Rose versus Lauren Murphy. I hate this matchup, Mike. No, yeah, that Lauren is a big flyweight. She would dwarf uh, Rose. Yeah, and Lauren. Pa- uh, <laughs> yeah,
3: Lauren cuts out a bunch of weights against get twenty five. She's a
4: monster, dude. Much bigger than Rose Navidunis. I don't yeah, think I to I don't see like that. it. Okay. Yeah,
3: if, if Rose is staying at one twenty five, she needs to fight like she needs to fight like a tweener, like a fifteen twenty five tweener. Yeah, Lauren. Lauren will just will just muscle her around. I think that ain't gonna be fun.
4: Uh, Matt Bradbury. I'm going to go. I want to mention Lapolis versus Cody Stamen. That's actually pretty good. I think that's about where I landed in my rankings with Lapolis. I think I put him behind Stamen, one or two spots behind Stamen. So I love that. That's good. Uh, Ustamir Blokovic. Blach-
3: Ustamir Blachovic. It could happen. Yeah sure it seems like a big leap isn't it jan's in a weird spot
4: is damon fighting does he have a fight in the books oh i don't think so i don't think so i will look up i think i thought you're right you're You're all good no dude no dude no (laughs) dude so that's fine uh catalano another fan i think from uh yes another fan from italy Spinback versus blades Almeida, loser gomis versus dawadu (laughs) i said i wouldn't read anymore if you want to see a fight go to a decision (laughs) and <laughs> I like Hakeem. Hakeem is my fellow Canadian. If you want to see a 15-minute stand-up battle that you will not remember two days after it happens, you poke William Gomez versus Hakeem w I'm just, I am sorry. Wow. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I, went, I got I I've never I mean, people should have seen. I was gonna say, I've never been this harsh on a fighter on this publicly before. And again, I have nothing against William Gomez person. Again, he's two and zero, he's three and zero in the UFC. He's won eleven straight fights. He's a good fighter. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why I feel so compelled to go in on it. But people, like people, should have seen what I was saying about Zara Faren on the chat. I'm not gonna. It was. I'm not a fan of hers either. Um, Catalona also recommends uh Manolo Zaccini. Finally, uh, Zucchini versus the Shane Young Gabriel. Miranda loser. They're fighting next week, UFC 23. And he said, please, UFC, don't cut Manolo. We only have two Italian fighters on the
3: roster. Uh, uh, Vittori,
4: Manolo, and is uh, Alessio just Chirico? Kiriko, is he gone?
3: Yeah, he's gone. Oh, he's gone? Okay. All right. I
4: right, they want. CV, uh, yo, AK. You didn't read CV already, did you? I did
3: not. Uh, okay. what, see, go back a couple picks. Uh, Gomez, Dava, too. Oh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, I just wanted to the way you You remember how I was with Antonina Shevchenko when we started the yep. show? Yeah. This is yours. Th- this yeah. is the this is this is yours. And it's William Gomez is just you – know, everyone was so high on him. Like everyone was so high on Antonina Shevchenko. Oh dude, what's gonna happen when like Antonina and Valentina are like one and two? And I'm just like, She won't be, trust me. Oh my come on now. And then like she would lose, and then she'd have and then she'd lose again, and then she'd have, like, a really good performance. I'm like, eh, maybe she's coming back. And then I feel like William Gomi is going to be your Anthony to Chip Chango. Maybe, except
4: he's, again, he's doing pretty good. 3-0 is winning fights. Uh, CV says he's on a two-week doo-doo streak. I promise to snap this time. Mike, I'll let you be the judge. I think he did. Uh, Sandini Jalen Turner, fine. Fareed Basharat, Marcus McGee's fine, I think. He's, he's way ahead of Marcus McGee in the rankings, I understand, but not technically a doo-doo pick, right?
3: No, it's not Dudu. Okay,
4: okay, uh, and uh, this is actually a good one. Shagia versus Larone Murphy. I think that's a great fight. Though I guess Larone in the UFC rankings is considerably higher. And
3: probably, yeah. Larone Murphy a should be. I have Larone Murphy in my top fifteen in the MMA sure. global rankings. Shagia yeah, maybe top thirty. Too high. It's too high. Okay. it's too high,
4: but not Dudu. Not Dudu. No Dudu. Technically, no Dudu. Not not my favorite picks, but not Dudu. Uh, Gerard Biagin also likes Nam Yunus, uh Rose 2. Shagia versus Break Builder. Lapolis versus whoa, whoa, Keller. Whoa. Oh.
3: Did Namunas you use Rose too?
4: Right? What did I say? Oh, I'm sorry, Namunis uh, Carolina too. That was my mistake. I'm sorry, that was oh, okay, okay. Reading. No, yeah, I, was, no, no, no. I just wanted to make sure that was a doo doo reading, Mike. That was not Gerard uh <laughs> Namunis, Carolina too. Uh Shahia Builder. Uh Laplas versus Kelleher. I like it except uh Kelleher's like we he's I know he's not retiring, but he is like taking time off to make sure he's you know, uh, got all his injuries figured out, right? All his health or his health, his his uh, concussions and things, but right? just in general his health, right?
3: He says he's he says he's gonna be cleared for MSG, so he's okay. been pushing pretty hard to to get on that card. That so. could
4: definitely happen. So Gerard, actually, a good pick. I actually really like uh, Lapolis and Kelleher. Uh, Tino Alvarez, you didn't read Tino Alvarez, did you? I did not. I'm getting very confused who's sent to both of us. Uh, Lusa, Johnny Parsons, Lapolis, Barcelos, Saint I really like this one, Saint and and uh, Diego Fajeda. I think there's a very good chance that it does happen. Actually, um. And just a couple quickly from emails. Tristan Gordet, uh, the only one that no one else said, Gomez versus Sean Woodson. That actually, I don't mind. And Casey Carpenter, uh, Charriere Duho Choi, uh, Laplace Katona, Fioho, Barber. Last thing people need to quit Haiti on next week's card. We are getting the Pleasure Man. Oh, yes. Think, you've you know you've what? come
3: up quite a bit, AK.
4: Yes, that is. I think Casey Carpenter is correct. Casey, you're right. Thank you for... I've been a little bit negative this episode, particularly towards one particular fighter, but also just in general. And I apologize for that. Toc 293, Mike, I know you're going to give us the rundown, but what better way to segue than to remind people that uh, Anton Tercali, the Pleasure Man, will be fighting. And it, we, I don't think we've got the official lineup yet, but I believe he's supposed to open the main card.
3: I believe he is supposed to open the main card as well. Okay. Um, let me just let me just look at the website real quick. Yeah, I quick. don't know how
4: official it is. Yeah. Uh.
3: Da, 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 da. They have in some sort of yes. order, but not yes. like they do have. Oh, no. Uh, he is Tyson Pedro Pleasure Man is opening up the pay per view broadcast. Oh, I
4: see it now. Yes. Which is yes. brilliant.
3: Which is a brilliant move. Very smart by the UFC because uh-huh. you know people are going to be spending eighty bucks on this. You gotta. Yeah, do it right. Yeah, put the moneymaker in the opening fight. Uh, Yes, UFC 293. So we will be live next week. So uh, do not submit via the normal social channels. We will go live. Uh, I will say weird travel schedule next weekend. So my flight out of New York is much earlier than usual. So I think we might roll a little bit earlier, AK. Just slightly. Like not 10 a.m. We might go like 9.30. We might do like nine thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, but we will be live uh, following a twelve-fight UFC two two ninety-three card main event: Israel Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. And if Sean Strickland wins the middleweight title, this show is just going to pop off. Like I don't even, I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to say if Sean Strickland beats Israel Adesanya. This division will go in a whole different place and it's gonna get wild and crazy okay forget the division
4: happens. mike we we have to shut down the pound for pound rankings we will do <laughs> we would do one more we would do one more we'd give strickland his due where he'd land probably in the top five or something just on, on strength of beating izzy and then and then you just shut it down because i pound for pound has been broken for like a year now i mean thanks to I, I, alex it, Pereira, thanks to alex Pereira, and among some other things you know it's it's broke, it's broke. we all know it. it's broken the way it, it was not meant for modern mma um as frequent as 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 fights happen now as big fights happen now you know back in the back 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 in the day when you know UFC was coming up and there was only like six major events a year it you know the pound for poundless moved a lot slower and generally wasn't shaken up too badly now again you have so many big fights every year it almost doesn't make sense to have a pound for pound list anymore guess what a little inside baseball for people it's like the most popular rankings thing that people read in our sites so People care as much as, as difficult as it is to put together a list and as little sense it makes, people seem to care about
3: it for whatever reason. Yes. So, Adesanya for Sean Strickland. And honestly, I've watched a lot of tape on both of these guys over the last week. There is a path to victory for Sean Strickland in this fight. It can be done. I don't think it will be done. I'm not going to pick him.
4: I'm just seeing you in the Charlie Day uh, red string map meme. Uh, Oh, it's always sunny. (laughs) Your eyes bugging out like...
3: Yeah, Je- like I'm not gonna bet on him because this is a watch party card. So I am going to place bets on this one. I'm I not might. Be, what are the I'm odds? I'm not going to be betting on Sean Street. It's, it's well, at least he, he's at least plus 300, right? Yeah, He's he is. He is. No, he's my. He's a plus, Israel's plus, a plus. Israel's him. a minus 600 favorite. Yes, I'm
4: sorry. Okay, so, uh, so plus so 440. Plus 440. I mean, it's almost irresponsible not to put like two dollars on there right? It's almost, you're like, cause it's, you're right. What could what could happen, right? It's almost irresponsible not to do it. That's, Cause that's the thing honest. about
3: the thing about Sean, which makes him somewhat live in this fight, is that he don't care who Izzy is. Like, that moment is not going to be too big for him. Nothing is going to rattle him. That might he's also just going to go out there him. and do
4: it. Because he didn't care who Alex Panetta was either, and that <laughs> that didn't end well.
3: Yes, but <laughs> I, th- you, I you have to learn from that somehow, so yes, yes. yeah, maybe just what coaches tell you like get a takedown on the guy who doesn't have great takedown defense yeah. maybe you should go try it not would be punch
4: him in the face so sean Stricklandy for him to put on like the best performance of his career in i know the most important fight of his life right you could see i don't don't you're not talking me into it mike i'm picking izzy all the way no, i'm let, gonna pick Izzy. let it be said here i am not i do not think sean strickland's gonna win i'm not saying he can't win i'm just not picking him to win uh but i will not be making a case for him and uh, maybe it's my, my personal disdain for the man. Maybe it's, I, I just think Izzy's, the, I think the odds are accurate, and I'm, I'm going that way. But uh, the I, odds I, are certainly I cannot accurate. get out of It's I'm thinking about it. I'm with everybody else. I, it's in my mind. We're going to be talking I about, can't a lot. Wait for we're the about it a lot. I can't
3: wait for the props. I can't wait for the props to drop. Yeah, then those, I'm going really to at the fun, it.
4: That's where the fun's going to be.
3: <laughs> then the co-main event, uh, tied to Ivasa Alexander Volkov. Very heavyweight-y, heavyweight fight. heavyweight um, fight. Supposed to fight Kaikar France. Instead, we get Felipe Dos Santos. Justin Taffa against Austin Lane. What is the justification for having two heavyweight fights on this main card? It's
4: what the did FC. the good people of, who are going to pay $80 for this card do? And, and I, I understand Tuvasa of Volkov. You're assuming there's going to be a finish. That should which, certainly be
3: on the main card. And that should sure. certainly and be the co-main event.
4: Number and extra name. I think someone's knocking somebody out. Fine. Okay. I I, I won't argue with that. Tafa and Austin Lane, again, very likely a knockout, but also possibly not. Possibly just an ugly fight. Another eye uh, poke. I guess the case would be, what would you put on instead? I uh, Carl's oh, Alberg. Dude, the there's main? there's oh, a couple. G-man there's Ballarkey. a
3: couple. Uh, no, that's got prelim written all over it. uh Tyson Pager, the pleasure man. I mean, it's a no brainer. That's another Carl's Alberg yeah. down jung could have been a main card yeah. opener. Jack Jenkins, Chepe Mariscal, yeah. is going to be insane. That should be on the main card. That is going to be insane. And we've, we've asked a lot of questions about the layout of this card. Uh, we haven't gotten to my biggest question yet. Uh, we also got Blood Diamond, Charlie Radke. That is not my biggest question. Uh, Shane Young, Gabriel Miranda. Not my biggest question. Uh, Kevin Josette, a French fighter who could have <laughs> fought on Paris uh-huh. against an Irish fighter who could have also fought on Paris for Crosby, <laughs> uh, making his UFC debut. Uh-huh. My biggest question about this card, AK, and you are a man of the people who love the ultimate fighter. What the hell is Nazareth Hackperaz versus Landon Quinones doing on this card? What is happening here? Poor Austin Hubbard had his dreams shattered by Kurt Hollibo, and Landon Quinones, who got iced with some of the worst fight IQ on the history in the history of the show by Jason Knight gets signed to the promotion to make his debut on pay-per-view like on a pay-per-view card what is this this is the weirdest fight of 2023 for me um against a pretty good lightweight against too and that's right press. Press. Where, <laughs> like good where experience. did this fight come from and I like Landon
4: but like where did this fight come from do do we know that Austin hasn't been signed also I don't possibly. know. We don't we, know. Somewhere down the road for like a couple of Are we just card. signing
3: everybody? Are we just signing the entire cast? Uh who's Land I assume Landon is with a
4: management team that is familiar with the UFC? One of the one of the more well known management teams. I'm um, I'm guessing. Yeah, you might be right. I'm just guessing. I'm I'm literally guessing. I don't know anything about his representation. Uh either Eli, good for him.
3: Uh, it is a very oh, no, no, no. fight. He's he's got great, he's got incredible management. Uh-huh. So, good for them. It's just so, so weird. Like fine. It's just so, it's just super random. <laughs> it's just it's... the most random fight of the year.
4: Hey, if he beats Nazrat though, what a statement that would be. I mean, Nasrat's pretty good. It would good. be. What a statement. But yes, very, that's uh, random about sums
0: that one up.
3: Yes. Uh, so yeah, that fight's happening. We're supposed to get Viviani Aruja versus Casey O'Neal on this card as well. Um, So that's kind of unfortunate. Kai Car France versus Manel would to really help this card a lot. Yeah, they're but, talking about
4: the lack of uh, like big Australian names. I mean, it was supposed to be Kai Car France, right? You know, yeah, that was one of the other ones. Yeah.
3: And Casey O'Neill is another popular fighter from the region. Um,
4: Yeah. So about oh, that look, New Zealand. I apologize. I'm sorry, Kai Car France New Zealand. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yes. I, I we just talked about this. We yes. just talked about this. I'm sorry. KK Evans from New Zealand, not Australia. Big All right, apologies. So we're, we're gonna
3: wrap up. I can't believe we did an hour and thirty minutes on UFC Paris. <laughs> <Kirst. laughs> great uh, card. Here's what I'll say. Save your money for this one. Uh join Connor and I on the watch party on Saturday. Ooh. We're gonna have a good time. Okay? We're gonna have a good time. You don't need to spend eighty bucks on this. And look, I understand. The timing of this is like look, we just had two ninety two. Do we want to miss two ninety three? It's easy it's mm-hmm. easy And plus there's another six weeks before there's another pay per view. Like it's a long time before we get another one. Because 294 is like October 21st. So okay. it's going to be it's going to be a hot minute before you get another one. We got we got a little break. But you know that one's going to be great. You know 295 is going to be great. You know 296 is probably going to be great. Just sit this one out. Like not like don't miss it all, but just watch the watch party. Like, save that 80. Save that take 80. Take your partner
4: or family mem- beloved family member or friend or whoever or yourself out to a nice you know, dinner and a movie, whatever. Save, use this money productively for something else. Invest it. Invest this money. Uh, yes, yeah, so listen to right. Bill
3: Bard and spend that 80 bucks wisely. Watching
4: you and Connor and whoever else is your possibly a guest uh in the main event, watching Sean Strickland taking rounds from Izzy in the main event is going to be like your reaction I think will be better than watching the actual rounds themselves.
3: It might have to be Jed because Jed continues to say that he's getting closer to pulling the trigger on Sean Strickland winning this. I think
4: he has to. Be, uh, I think that line is going to be even bigger. You said like plus four forty, plus four fifty. I think that's going to get wider. Probably. I think it'll be close, like closer to plus five hundred, if not over plus five hundred by
3: the time night rolls around. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens in the fallout when we go live next week for another episode of the matchmaking extravaganza. So thank you for listening. For AKI, Mike Heck back next week always remember the golden rule don't take this stuff too seriously mba's supposed to be fun and we'll have more fun live after ufc 293 right here and on to the next one the podcast
2: you're listening to the vox media podcast network
0: the nba playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba
1: and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources.
2: What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the ProfG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prof. Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the ProfG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.